0: It's time to swing into the golf world of today with Springdale Golf Live. Sponsored by our friends at the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Here's your host, Keith Stewart. Members, friends, and players, good afternoon and welcome to Springdale Golf
1: Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. Thank you for tuning in to Fox Sports 920, the jersey. Congrats, Brooks Kepka, on winning the PGA. This one's for you and all the kids yeah, out there. I'm going to take my horse to the all-time road when I'm going to. Ride until I can no more. I'm gonna take my horse to the old time when I'm gonna yeah. ride I can no more. Oh man, Brooks wanted the black. Beth Page he attacked. What a tough track. Europe's next in a rider match. 63 on a course. Ha! Two trophies of his choice. Next major in Cali, he's the bet to win, of course. Now, Brandall can't tell me nothing. Sims, you better stop fronting. Be Tiger with a jacket, clean looking my dratty, Fox Sports and the jersey, his second wanna maker. His career's like a movie, working out with Joey D. Nike hat like Gucci, got the trophy from Susie. New York fans are yelling something. Raindale Golf live is coming you a- yeah, I'm gonna take my horse to the time road I'm gonna- Oh, there we are. It's almost Memorial Day weekend and the Old Town Road song of the week. A little help there from Billy Ray Cyrus and Lil Nas X having some fun and celebrating Brooks Kepka, winning the PGA Championship at Bethpage Black. And we've got an all-star show this afternoon. The gentleman I have coming on now who's on the line, I got to do a little brief introduction here. He is one of the leading sports psychologists and performance coaches in the country. PGA Tour, LPGA Tour, NASCAR, NBA, NFL, and of course the University of Alabama. He's a performance coach for all of them. I'd like to welcome Dr. Brett McCabe to the air in Springdale Golf Live. Dr. Brett, how are you today?
2: Man, I am great after that introduction and that, uh, that little rendition, man. Impressive. Well done.
1: Well, you know what? This is live radio, so my, my fingers were crossed as I did that. But each week on Springdale Golf Live, we always have a song of the week, and uh, we've been celebrating the majors this year. And Brooks was just unbelievable last weekend. And, you know, with with even some highs and lows, I mean, there were more highs than lows, but uh, really an interesting tournament. So let's get right into it here. How impressed were you by, by Brooks Kepka's performance? Oh,
2: man, I was blown away. And, and it, that takes a lot for me to get like that. I'm around a lot of great players. I see a lot of great things. Um, I understand how difficult human performance is uh, as a personal, you know, my own journey, but also seeing it among the world's best athletes. And let me tell you something. I texted one of my teaching colleagues that was actually on the course on Thursday, and I said, how impressive was 700? He said it was incredible. May have been one of the best rounds of golf he's ever seen. And when you look at that golf course, Brooks figured out a way to put it into his strength, but he knew who he was. And I think one of the things we can all learn from Brooks, Is that the best athletes in the world, okay? They don't just show up and see what the day holds. They bring a motivation to the day. Whether it's a chip on the shoulder like Brooks, whether it's a purpose like Tiger, whether it's a, you know, a a mindset of Garrett Jeter to be a captain and a leader, whatever it is, they bring that to the arena. You can do the same thing as an athlete. You just gotta learn what it is for you.
1: Well, you know what? He he definitely had some motivation. And we we were out there uh, broadcasting the show, this show live on Friday. So I got to see him warm up and he just walked up right next to Tiger and started, you know, firing away and while the whole range was kind of like when Tiger walked out it split like the Red Sea, um, you know, Brooks walked up there like Moses and he's like, "Man, I got this. You know, I'm I'm here. I'm in the arena." And you know, one of the things about like you said coming into the arena, which I love. I I love that terminology is that before he got in there, it seems like he really used what Brandel said, or all his naysayers said, as motivation. Do you think that's actually possible, that he could use oh, yeah. that to help focus?
2: Without question. Without question. Listen, Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player to ever live, had an underlying motivational scheme that he believed that people disrespected him or did not believe he's who he was. And he'd use it to his advantage. Okay? And what we have to remember is that when you're in battle, okay, whatever the arena, the competitive environment you're in, whether you're negotiating a business contract or you're out playing a money game with your guys or your girls as you're competing against on a Saturday morning at your club, you have to be... It takes a little bit more to find that purpose. Too often, we tell our players the wrong thing, and this is the thing that gets frustrates me as a coach. Don't tell your players that you need to be calm in order to be successful. Don't tell your players you have to have a clear mind in order to be successful. Don't tell them that, you know, you you can't react to things. You've got to be who you are. You're special for a reason. And what you have to understand is what makes you tick to get a little bit more out of your performance. I just had lunch with a former teammate, a colleague of mine, who's won a couple national titles as well. And we were talking about what it took to win the big games. And he said, you know, we were laughing about my coach that I played for at LSU who would do things on the mound to get you fired up and frustrated. He may tell you, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you the ball so I can get another pitcher warmed up. And he turned around and walked away. And he knew that that would be the motivation inside. Every one of us that plays golf knows there's a moment when your back's against the wall in match play, when you've got to make the eight-footer to win the hole. And when you say, I've got nowhere else to go but make it, it's amazing how that ball goes in. But when we go out in a normal round and we're just going through the motions, we don't make it. We've got to do what it takes to get that mind that focused
1: go for it. Well, I'll tell you what, you alluded to some of it there, but folks, we're on the line with Dr. Brett McCabe here, and he's a sports psychologist and performance coach, and he and I met back in March, and I've been dying to have you come on the show, but, you know, kind of fill in my listeners a little bit more. Give them a little bit more about your background and what you do and who you've been working with lately.
2: Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a clinical psychologist by training and license, and and I got into psychology because I struggled as an athlete myself, and I struggled with overcome some injuries and some of the limitations that I have physically. And I realized that the mind was a great advantage if you learned to use it. And so when I finished training and I spent a couple of years in the corporate world up in the Philadelphia area and I moved down to Alabama, I started consulting with athletes, and mainly golfers. And next thing you know, a golfer shoots 57 in a junior event. And then I get a call to work with a player by the name of Graham McDowell who had just come off of winning the U.S. Open. My very first practice round ever on tour was with Rory McElroy and Graham McDowell, the two defending US Open champs. And I remember walking the fairway thinking, Man, I, I don't know what I have to offer to these guys and I texted my wife at the time and I said, my still my wife, let me say that. Uh, I said, Honey, what what am I supposed to do? She said, Give them everything you got. Isn't that what you tell your athletes to do? And from that I've developed I've got about ten guys I work with on the PJ Tour. I think we had eleven victories worldwide last year. Players made over twenty five million last year. So it, it, I love to see the development of growth. I, I work in other sports as well. I'm the sports psychologist for the University of Alabama across all sports. And, you know, I, I'm fortunate enough to do what I do. I, I get to show up every single day and work with people on the climb to their success ladder, whether they're individuals at home who want to figure out how to get more out of their sales teams or they're individuals that on the PGA Tour who are having to battle the cut line. I absolutely love what I do because I'm fascinated at the individual experience of performance.
1: Well, you have my fascination because whether you talk about twenty-five million or just the sports at Alabama, obviously they're performing at a very high level. So you, you, you certainly got me engaged at the moment. And you know, I follow you online, I follow you on social media, and you made a post a couple days ago, maybe a week ago, and you were talking about you made this quote and you said how great teams aren't great from the start; that it's a process that they become great. And I'm a big hockey fan as well as being a PGA professional, but I love my New York Rangers, and I've been following along this story about the St. Louis Blues. They were in the last place in the entire NHL on January 3rd, and they're now in the Stanley Cup Finals. So I felt like this kind of went along with your quote, but could you explain that quote a little bit more, how great teams aren't great from the start, it's a process?
2: Yeah, you know, it's a great question, and I get asked a lot, come in, and coaches will say, can you help define our culture? And I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I'll, I'll develop foundational principles and philosophies but I'm not going to do culture because culture is defined by the locker room. There's something that happens when a team bonds together, usually through adversity, usually with a little bit of humor, That all of a sudden the team bonds together. Okay. And that's when you see the team just move from point A to point B and become competitors when they're not fighting against the individual nature of each contributor, but they're blending the individual uniqueness of each and every one of them. I, I always say it's like a great recipe, you know, salt, can kill you if you eat too much of it but it's an amazing enhancer of food and we use it in sweets to enhance the sugar okay the sugar sweetness and so you have to understand a contribution of a team is about blending those unique backgrounds and ideals and understandings of each person to become the same people fighting for a goal but where we where a team becomes great is when the individual struggles become sacrifice for the team vision and whatever we're doing if I can say you know what I may not be doing great right now but I can bring an attitude every day to be great then what happens is we're all on the same vision we saw it last year with the Golden, the Golden Knights from Las Vegas we've seen it with the NFL teams when they're on a Super Bowl run they overcome the early adversities by finding out who they are and who they can trust and then it starts blending together during the season
1: you know what, folks? We're on the air here with Dr. Brett McCabe, sports psychologist, uh, national champion uh, baseball player from LSU, where he's an alumni. Um, all around, great athlete, but even better performance coach. It sounds like to me. And you know, for my listeners who are majority golfers, uh, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was the uh, the concept of a guy like John Rom. All right, who is someone that you coach. And we all have our, I'm going to call them, moments on the golf course. And they don't necessarily need to be heated moments. They could be moments where we feel like we're at a really big low. Um, what advice would you give to my listeners about controlling their emotions or being more aware of them when they're on the golf course to perform their best?
2: Well, what I, what I tell players is, you know, one of the things that makes us great as people is we are emotional beings. It allows us to connect to others and allows us to connect to the challenge we're in. When you have somebody who's highly emotional, the worst thing we can do is, is to shut that off and to say that that, we, that, that that is a deterrent or it's a detriment to human performance. We don't want to do that. Instead, what I'd like him to do, or other players like that, is I don't want you to violate the rules. I don't want you to disrespect the game. But if you're going to make a double eagle, you're going to get excited. So why wouldn't you get frustrated if you make a double bogey, right? So a lot of players, the emotional aspect of who they are, is what helps them engage in the difficulty of the challenge. So I would never take that away from them. I just want them to better channel it. And you've got to be who you are. I believe that there's a personality structure to with players. There's five different types. There's the people who amp up. There's the people who calm down and go and process. There's the people who get themselves in their bubble. And there's the people who worry. And then there's the people who kind of see that they're in the chosen, so it's kind of like the let God type of mentality. And what you have to understand is who you are at your best. Which of those five? And if you understand that, then you know how to get yourself in that frame of mind before you ever start the competition. I don't want my players to allow the circumstances to get them there. I want them to find it before they ever show up. That will be an advantage over the 85% of their competitors.
1: Well, you know what? I, I love the way you put that. Who you are at your best. And then understanding that before you even go into the quote unquote arena, because I love that term too, um, you know. So who you are at your best? Well, one of the traditions we like to do here on Springdale Golf Live is that we like to learn about our guests. My listeners love to follow me on social media, and they love the rapid fire Q and A that we do to try to get to know the more personal side of Dr. Brett McCabe. So if you're up for it, I got a couple questions here for you, a little rapid fire. Let's do it. All right. What color is your toothbrush? Uh, blue. On a scale of 1 to 10, rate your tech savvy. My tech
2: savvy? Your tech savvy. I'm
1: probably a 7. Ooh, 7. I like that. All right. Name a current fad that bothers you.
2: A current fad that bothers me. Huh. That's a good one. Um, That's a good question. I'm not sure. Uh, All right. Yeah, that that one got me. You stumped me.
1: All right. Describe yourself in two words.
2: Uh, passionately uh, purposeful.
1: Ooh, a little alliteration there. Great job. Last store you bought something. It could be online.
2: Last store I bought something. I mean, come on, what about Amazon? But um, probably the last store I bought something was Home Depot. All
1: right. What is your biggest addiction?
2: Uh, unfortunately, diet soda. Um, I wish I wasn't. Um, but I do. You know, probably, I'm a workaholic, uh, unfortunately. All right. When I'm, you come- yeah, I'm driven.
1: When it comes to adult beverages, clear or colored?
2: Uh, depends on the day and the temperature.
1: <laughs> hey, hamburger or pizza?
2: Oh, hamburger all what, day long.
1: What makes you smile?
2: Uh, family. Family is very important
1: to me. When you hear the word champion, who is the first person that comes to mind?
2: My uh, my coach, Skip Burtman.
1: All right, well, you know what? You did a great job with that. You know, you're going to have fans from this show. So real quick, let me know how to follow you on social media. Do you have a website? Let's get them out there.
2: Yeah, if you go to brettmccabe.com, that's B-H-R-E-T-T-E-M-C-A-B-E. If you follow me on social media, we have a great program where we call the Insiders Club. It gives inside access to the way we do things, the way I treat and teach my tour players. It's phenomenal. So you can find all that information there. I think we have two weeks or one month for free right now in the Insiders Club you'll get unbelievable drill skills, and, and attitudes to get you playing better. So if you check that out at RickMcCabe.com.
1: Well, you know, one thing we got today was an unbelievable interview, and you brought motivation to the day. So thank you very much, Dr. McCabe. I'll talk to you soon, and I appreciate you coming on Springdale Golf Live.
2: You got it. You guys have a great day and a great weekend.
1: Thanks so much. Enjoy your Memorial Day weekend.
2: You too. Bye-bye.
1: Well, there it is. I mean, that was really good. I mean, the way he talks about how you can channel your emotions and get to know yourself and, and go forward and be able to perform at your best, it was just really, really good. Well, you know what, folks? I'm getting a high sign from the board here. So, it's 315 here in Princeton. Thanks for listening to Fox Sports 920 The Jersey. We'll be back in a minute.
0: The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the NJPGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf with a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming under the guidance of PGA professionals, so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. To support the NJGF or learn more about programs and special events, visit njgolffoundation.org. That's njgolffoundation.org. Springdale Golf Club members have been enjoying a club that's been
1: a part of the Princeton community for nearly 125 years with the best golf and social experience in our region. But did you know about the benefits that extend beyond the boundaries of the club through its agreement with Troon Purvey, the private club operating division of Troon Golf Management? Springdale's historical significance, William Flynn design with challenging greens, blended with a dedicated team of associates, now combined with Troon's operational expertise, are taking the club to the next level in commitment to the member experience just announced as a significant expansion of the Troon Purvey Privileges Program. This Vanguard service initiative includes enhanced golf and lifestyle benefits that extend far beyond the fairways. For more information about the club and all the amazing fun things we have planned for 2019, please take a moment and visit our website at wwwspringdalegcorg forward slash or call 855-255-1265.
0: Let's get back on course as Springdale Golf Live continues on Fox Sports 920 the Jersey. Once again, Keith Stewart. I'm jealous. I'm Welcome over back to Springdale Ellis Golf Live.
1: I'm Keith Stewart. You listen to Fox Sports 920 the Jersey. When I'm
0: high, I don't come down, I get angry.
1: I love this song.
0: Me. Love it like reminds dying. me
1: of the interview we just had.
2: But you, don't
1: you know, bring it on, a sports psychologist, me, performance coach, did, like Dr. Brett McCabe. He could really help you out with your issues.
0: You don't judge me,
2: you did, baby, judge you Here it is. <laughs> All
1: right. Good job on the, on the board there, Joe. I enjoyed that. But, uh, you know, and we, I, I certainly enjoyed that interview with Dr. McCabe, and he brings up so many good points there. And, you know, you could talk to a guy like an expert like that for hours, and we only had him for 15 minutes. But in that 15 minutes, we had so much great content when he starts to talk about how Brooks would bring his motivation of the day and how he's using uh, Brandel's comments. And, you know, I, I kind of think about how he's a, he's the mental coach for Graham McDowell, and he's probably using a similar type of motivation with Graham wanting to play at Royal Portrush in the Open Championship, which is in Ireland, which hasn't been there in like 100 years or 70 years or whatever it is. And you know Graham's playing, having one of the best seasons he's had probably since he won the U.S. Open in 2010, which was nine years ago. So for him to sit there and say that you know Brooks was using Brandel as motivation, I am sure that Graham is using Royal Portrush's motivation. And you know we can't thank uh, experts like and friends of the show like Dr. Brett McCabe enough, and uh, I appreciate him coming on and helping us all out with our issues. And uh, Julia Michaels there, the singer of that song. Little uh, second song of the week. Of course, the first one was dedicated to Brooks Kepka with our Old Town Road. Moving right along, I, I got to talk a little bit more about Brooks's win here because you know what? It's it's definitely momentous in all that happened, and it really is one of those things where. It kind of gives you a pause as somebody who pays attention to golf as much as I do, not only from the media side of things and the show that I do every Friday and putting together notes that I'm going to talk about, like in this segment, when we have our little tower talk, but just the idea that he's starting to do something, starting to, I'm going to say, that is very Tiger-esque. And a lot of people are starting to make comparisons. And I think it's unfair to Brooks. Uh, Granted, he has won four of his last eight majors. He's won, what, three of the last five? So, he's got a pretty good run going here. But um, there was a span in 19, from the 1999 PGA at Medina to the 2001 Masters, where Tiger won 5 of 6. Of course, he did win four in a row there, which helps that number. But then there was, there was another span for Tiger that was uh, 2000 to 2002, where he won 6 of 12. And then there was another span with Tiger from 2005 to 2007, where he won five of another 12. So, four of eight's great for Brooks. Um, I I certainly think he's got to be the favorite next month at Pebble Beach, and we'll get into more of that as we get closer to the U.S. Open. Um, There's no reason not to. Right now, he's the first... Uh, a professional golfer on the PGA Tour ever to hold to be the defending champ of two different tournaments. Even Tiger didn't do that one. So, congratulations to Brooks, and congratulations, of course, to. We've started the NCAA championship process, and we have our first two NCAA champions on the women's side. Uh, the Duke women's team they won just this past week. Uh, there's a match play portion after the individual competition, and the Duke ladies won the national championship. And we have to go with. Mar- Maria Fossey, who, if you all remember, she was the runner up in the Augusta Women's uh, Amateur that happened the week before Augusta National played the Masters. And uh, Maria Fosse was the runner up there to Jen Cupcho from Wake Forest. And she just won an NCAA individual, individual title. And she's preparing now because next week is the U.S. Women's Open down in Charleston. And she's playing in that as well. So I, I think that she probably would have really liked to have been first place at Augusta. But I bet you she's very, very happy for herself to have won an NCAA title. And now she, she's playing really, really good golf. And I had the unique opportunity to interview her when I was on Sirius back during Master's Week. And she was just a fa- fantastic spirit in the game of golf. I really liked I mean, she came from very, very poor upbringings in Mexico. Uh, you know, the type of like dirt grass range and a very, very small public club. And for her to be, you know, almost at the pinnacle... Well, basically at the pinnacle of uh, amateur women's golf here in the States. Uh, Congratulations to her. She's fantastic, and I wish her the best of luck next week. And speaking of next week, we have Homedale, New Jersey's finest. And that's Mega She's 15 years old. And you would remember we talked about her a couple weeks ago. We were talking to her coach, Katie Rudolph of the first T of Metropolitan New York, and Mega qualified for the Women's U.S. Open over at Forsgate. And our good friends over there with Carolyn and the whole crew, and Bill and Justin and Everyone that works over there that loves Springdale Golf Live, big shout out to you guys for all your support over the weeks and the years. But uh, she qualified there. So Megagani qualifies there, 15 years old, and she's heading to the U.S. Women's Open next week. So we wish best of luck to both of them. Get on lpga.com or usga.org and follow those leaderboards and make sure you know what's going on in those events and how those people are doing. Upcoming this week, we're going to have the men's NCAA uh, action going on. It starts this weekend and, and individual sessions side. Certainly, there's going to be a battle between Victor Hovland and Matt Wolf of Oklahoma State. You know, two of these players. Uh, Hovland just won the best player in college, boys' side, for the year, uh, the Fred Haskins trophy. And uh, so she, he, um, has to take on his teammate for this individual title. They're the two favorites. And of course, their team is the favorite to win the overall. But I'm pulling for the Ramblin' Wreck from Georgia Tech. Really solid team down there with Coach Hepler. And I'm hoping they could pull a little upset when they take on the Cowboys of Oklahoma State. And uh, either way, we'll be tuning in. They'll be on the Golf Channel. And uh, those kids always provide some really great theater. And I can't wait to see more of that. And speaking of the theater, I, you know, I was just in the theater a couple weeks ago and I saw this movie. It was was a small movie um it was like an indie flick i i think that it came out um you know maybe it was uh, shown at con or sundance or whatever it was it was a small production it was called avengers endgame and uh, uh, actually i'm um I'm kidding. I'm being a little bit facetious there. But uh, it's probably because with my 11-year-old son, Owen, half of my life revolves around uh, superheroes and uh, Fortnite. So, uh, we we went to see the movie like everyone else the first weekend, and it was the largest opening in movie cinema history and Avengers Endgame. And it seems as if our friends at the USGA have been paying attention, because the USGA is now partnering with Marvel Comics in order to teach young kids more about the game of golf. And I think this is just about the coolest thing I've heard. And you remember we had our friends on last summer from Operation 36 and Ryan Daly who's one of their creators and and their their owner. He was talking about the gamification of golf. And I think back to when I first learned about the video game Fortnite, how there was a golf course on there. I remember watching my son play and I said, "That looks like a golf course." And he says, "Yes, dad, that's Lazy Links." And I said, Wow, that's great. I mean, that's really, really helpful to parents like me who want my kids to be exposed to golf. And then, fast forward now, the USGA is partnering with Marvel in order to have Tony Stark, who we all know to be Iron Man, tell the story of golf to a next generation of Avengers. And these comic book movie-type snippets that they're putting together are going to come out next month, just prior to the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. And if you go attend at Pebble Beach, they're going to have limited-edition Marvel posters there. Um, with the characters possibly playing golf, I haven't seen the poster yet, but I'm sure they're going to be collectors' items. And I think that that the USGA coming out and doing that is just a tremendous move on their part. So I salute that, and I salute the gamifi- gamification of golf because it's good when th- we have these younger players supporting the game and doing their thing. And I, you know, I, I, I give them kudos for that because I think it's I think it's a cool thing. And speaking of a cool thing. Jordan Spieth, he is back from the planet Spieth, and he's back on Earth, and he's playing really well out there at Colonial in Fort Worth, Texas, in the Charles Schwab Challenge, and he is currently in tied for fifth. I'm looking at the computer there. He's even on the day through five, but he shot five under yesterday, sweet little 65. But after his good PGA Championship, making the cut and being relevant, finishing top five there, now he's backing it up with some good play here at Colonial, a golf course that certainly suits him—not the longest golf course in the world, a great golf course to show off your short game, your putting skills, your scoring prowess. So we're all cheering for Jordan Spieth, much like uh, you know he's his own Marvel superhero in a way to the kids with the Under Armour branding and the Titleist clubs, and he's just you know he has that very young, um, marketable. Person. Personality for golf, so we wish him well coming back into what seems to be his type of form. And to me, you know, I'll take as many Jordan Spieths. And you know, what speaking of superheroes, I almost think that Brooks's performance last week was such that of like an Avenger. I mean, he's kind of like Thor's. You know, younger brother or something like that. I, I don't know. You know what I do? I'm going to give a social media challenge at KJPGA. Hit me up on Twitter, or Instagram, and come up with a Marvel superhero character for either DJ or Brooks. Those guys are they're otherworldly. What DJ did there on Sunday to shoot under par was was crazy and 30 mile an hour winds on a golf course that hard. So there's a challenge for the week for you. And uh, th- you know what? That just about wraps us up. I know we're getting close to sending you over to Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports, but before I do that, I definitely have to give thanks to my sponsors and supporters, and you know who they are. New Jersey Golf Foundation, all our friends at Summit Golf Brands, who made me one of their brand ambassadors. Certainly their brands are B-Dratty, Fairway & Green, Zero Restriction, EP New York. Jimmy, the my belt man, he's got that boutique, F.H. Wadsworth, over there in the city. Got a nice ribbon belt on today, getting ready for Memorial Day weekend. I wish you all the best, safest, and happiest holiday weekend. The weather looks primo. I'm going to be at the club hunkered down. Uh, we're, you know, we're looking forward to probably 300 to 350 rounds for the weekend and uh, you know what Um, make it 400 as far as I'm concerned because it's going to be a great Memorial Day weekend at the club. I'd like to thank my man on the board Joey and his help, E, and the Springdale Board of Governors for all their support. Of course, Troon Golf Management, and most importantly, all of you, my listeners, whether by podcast or here live this afternoon. I'm heading to Springdale, folks, but where are you headed? Let the tower be your guide. And for this weekend, from Princeton to Point Pleasant, and of course, everywhere online, may you all have a Springdale Memorial Day.
0: You've been listening to Springdale Golf Live with Keith Stewart. Keith returns to the tee next Friday afternoon at 3 on Fox Sports 920 The Jersey. We now return you to our regularly scheduled national Fox Sports 920 The Jersey programming already in progress.